0: Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am feeling so excited, so lit up because next week starts my five-day challenge. I'm going to be showing up doing a five-day free training. And a lot of people say, oh my gosh, free trainings, doesn't that lead to some kind of offer or a course or a paid opportunity? It doesn't mean that the five days is not going to be mega, mega value. Anyone who's who's shown up for any of the trainings that I do, that I've done in the past, you know when I show up, I show up. And I'm so excited about these five days because every single one of those days, I have created a curriculum. I'm going to be there to give you some strategies and some tools so I can really help you figure out once and for all, how is it going to happen this year that you're not going to be complaining and talking about about it anymore, but you're going to be doing the thing that you really want to do and knowing what things to focus on. Because I'll tell you what, 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your actions. You don't need to be busy all day long. You don't need to be grinding it and hustling all day long. When I hear people say that, I'm thinking to myself, they just don't know what stuff to do. So they're kind of spinning your wheels. There's a difference between working hard and working smart. So over the next week, starting January 13th, you can sign up. There's a link in my Instagram bio. There's a link in the show notes here. You can go to kathyheller.com slash challenge. Sign up however you want. It's a free five-day event and it starts on the 13th. I'll be showing up live every day at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't make it, live, you can watch the replay, but we are going to be go- going over how do you once and for all get true clarity on what is your signature work? What is the thing that you were put here to do to be of use in the world? How are you going to be able to do that and turn it into a thriving, scalable, sustainable business. And we're going to go through it every single day. What are the most essential things for you to do and start taking action? I'll be giving you some quick, easy to do homework so that you can start to have some wins and some breakthroughs. So please go ahead and join us because I am so excited. I think it's such an important way to start the year. You know, I was sick over the break. I had the flu and I'm coming out of it. And what I realized is that when I'm feeling my lowest, it's because I don't have good energy, good people around me. And when I'm feeling at my highest vibration, it's from when I am around the people who give me energy, who breathe life into me. And it is so essential. And that's why if you like this podcast, that's probably why, because you probably feel like Kathy's my girl. I listen to her and I feel like I've got more charge in the battery pack. And that's why I bring on the guests that I bring on because those are the particular humans that when I'm around them, I feel lit up also. So it's very win-win. I feel lit up doing the show and I feel lit up when I'm around those people who can mentor me and who can give me that Mm, that electricity, which is why it is so important to be as close to people like that as you can. I want you to curate your Instagram feed so that every morning when you wake up and you pick up that phone inevitably, you're filling yourself with the things that give you life. And so this challenge is yet another opportunity for you to be around someone who believes in you, who loves you, who is going to give you every ounce of energy and enthusiasm that I have. So that'll be starting next week, January 13th. Be sure to join me there. You can sign up, link in the show notes, link in my Instagram bio, or go to kathyheller.com slash challenge and join us for this free amazing week experience. I cannot wait. All right. Now let's talk about today's show. Today, I am joined by one of my very best friends. Her name is Kelsey Murphy. She's a business and life coach, speaker, writer, and business strategist. She's one of the people who I hold as close to me as possible because I go to her for advice. And time and time again, she has said one- thing that has completely changed my business and as a result, completely changed my life. She's so amazing. She's also the host of the podcast, Whiskey and Work, where she has honest conversations about life and business with awesome people like Marie Forleo Amy Porterfield, and many, many more. She's been featured as an expert for Forbes, Huffington Post, Business Insider, and she's worked one-on-one with employees from companies like Google, Apple, Gap, Glassdoor, Sundance, and so many places. Actually, some of you may have already met her or connected with her because she's been a mentor in Marie Forleo's B-School. She is the real deal. She's so generous, so compassionate, and she's filled with just such love and wisdom. I cannot thank her enough for how she has just really impacted who I am, and I can't wait for Guys, to hear what she has to say about building the life that you really deserve to build. So let's get into it. Without further ado, please welcome the incredible Kelsey Murphy.
1: Kelsey Murphy, I'm so happy to be looking at your face. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm stoked to be here, Kath. It's an honor. Thank you, my
0: love. Kelsey is one of the very few people, maybe one of three people in the entire universe that I turn to for mentoring, for advice. And you've literally, Kelsey, changed my life.
1: Oh, I love you and, and vice versa. (laughs) So
0: I want people to have a context for like, who is this beautiful woman and, and what's her journey about. Can you share a little bit about that with us?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, My background actually is in the advertising world. Uh, I was a director for Nintendo and Elizabeth Arden, which sounds very fancy, but it did not start that way. You know, it always starts as like the assistant getting the coffees Um, and then kind of hustling and working my way up to the top in the Bay Area and at about year one or two, when I figured out I was not happy with my actual job. Like I, I wasn't fulfilled. I was doing advertising, which of course made me feel like something was wrong with me (laughs) because who doesn't love this amazing job. And I started to get to the point where I was thinking about what do I want my actual life to look like? I started to think about, I was single, you know, like I was having fun, but I was like, I do want to get married. I do want to settle down and have a family. And I have decided I want to work because growing up, I didn't actually think I wanted to work. Growing up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. I was like, I want to stay-at-home mom, folks. Like, and then as I started to work, I realized, oh man, like I actually do love that feeling of like collaborating with people and being creative and seeing that impact go out into the world. And I was like, oh, like, wow, where do I reconcile those two feelings of wanting to be a stay-at-home mom? And wanting to have like a, a a really good career, not just like a, Oh, like a hobby career. Like I'm like, no, I want to have a really good career. Um, and so I started to look around me for mentors, you know, like who are people that are doing that? And what I noticed was at least in my like corporate world, in my sphere, I couldn't find anyone that was doing it that everybody kept telling me, you can only do one at a time. And that was so devastating to me. Like it was just like, but I, but I just took it as a norm. And then as I started to get older, I just started to explore outside of my sphere, right? Like I started to meet new people. I started to see other women creating these epic businesses online. And the whole thing was, if you could create something online it gave you that location independence. Yeah, yeah. It allowed you to build something that was like kind of an alternative lifestyle. You could yeah. choose how many hours you wanted to work, you could choose the way you wanted to bring in your money. You know, so I. I started doing a lot of research on that. And that's when I was like, okay, like something in this online business world seems like what I want to do. But of course I was speaking a foreign language in my corporate (laughs) company, right? Like everybody's like, okay, you go explore that cute little dream of yours, Kelsey. And then when I like stumbled upon life coaching and was like, oh, I want to be a coach. It was just like, you know, like it all went out the window. People are like, Oh, I'm sorry, you're gonna go from being the director of the, these huge brands to like a a life coach like and I was like, I know I feel as uncomfortable about it as you do trust me like, but when I went and I went over to London and I did a ton of training with life coaching, I did a ton of training with business coaching, I did motivational and positive psychology coaching, emotional intelligence like coaching. Like I got all these certifications. Like under the sun, one because I felt I think an insecurity that I needed them. Two because I was genuinely fascinated with them. Like I I thought these things were incredible. And I I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with this idea of human psychology and understanding who you are and what your belief system is and how that affects the way you show up in the world. So that's when I got the bug for coaching. And that's when I kind of started my journey. And I started just one foot in front of the other. And it's funny because now I... Um, Like a big thing that people talk about is that I work with Marie Forleo, right? And at the very beginning, she was the first person that I looked to that I was like, whatever she's doing, like how she's building this business, the things she's talking about, like, there's so much human psychology behind what she's doing. I was, I was in love with it. And so I started with her and then, um, I built my business slowly, you know, like built my online one-on-one practice. And then I ended up building big groups and masterminds. And then I started my podcast. And then through all of this, then I get a call from Marie who says, Hey, like, I love what you're doing. Come help out my students for B school. And so it, evolved into me wondering what like Twitter and Facebook were doing like in the corporate world to going and having them ask me to speak there. Right. So like, (laughs) you know, like I've been like, it's just, it's, it's bananas where we're at now, like that I've been able to speak for, for Facebook and Twitter. And I go in and I coach. A lot of those folks and I do workshops with them. I do a ton of work with Marie Forleo right now. And then just being able to connect with, you know, amazing, amazing humans on the podcast, like Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn and you and wonderful people that are building these different lifestyles that accommodate the person that they want to be, not just like the business that they want, like the actual lifestyle that I wanted. So now that's where I start with people as I start. And I'm like, let's redefine what that life looks like. Cause it may look like seven figures and it may look like hustling for a few years and showing up and, and having this great thing to sell. Or it may look like high six figures and working three days a week and being there for all your kids field trips. Like what does that look like? Because with this online business world and, and what we have available to us so much, so much as possible. And that's what I, that's what I help people build now. It's really, it's so amazing. And the thing that makes it even more just
0: extraordinary is just how much humility and beauty and kindness comes out of you because you're one of the only people I know who is so in alignment with yourself. Like Kelsey lives in Carlsbad and she takes lots of time to be with her daughter and to walk by the ocean and She knows what's a priority and she, and you know that being with your husband and having quality time, like, you know how to hustle, you know how to fill in the more zeros. It's not a problem. You proactively choose something different and that's why you're legitimately happy. Yeah. So when you were talking about how you saw two choices and they both didn't seem great, it was either like, you can make money. And feel stimulated at work, and solve problems, and feel creative. Or you can go home and just be home. And you felt like, wow, what a double bind. I remember when I had Gretchen Rubin on the show, and she said, so often the reason that we're finding that we're hitting a wall is because we're we're giving ourselves two choices, and there is a third choice. You don't have to give up a self or be a mom. You don't have to work and get to be stimulated and make money or be poor and stay. Like these are not the choices. So. Tell us a little bit about that and what we can do to help ourselves step into a new possibility,
1: seeing what's possible, and so we, we can actually make a real choice. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love that. And it's funny cuz you when you were just talking about me like walking on the beach and hanging with my husband and it's still and not anymore, but for for many years even when I started my business, the idea that I wouldn't have to hustle, the and I could still make not only just like a good amount of money, but amount that I was so freaking proud of, you know, like an amount that I was like I feel over the over the moon lucky to be making this amount amount of money. And I feel over the moon lucky to have this relationship with my husband And I feel over the moon lucky to have this schedule. Like, I can't even believe this is so amazing. Um, That's what I wanted. (laughs) Like, And I have a lot of family baggage. What I had grown up with is my parents got divorced, right? So I grew up seeing a marriage that wasn't great. And my belief was that marriages end up breaking down and Mm -hmm. that men are, you know, driven to make bad choices. And women are highly emotional and difficult. Like, that was just what I believed And so when your brain believes something, it seeks it out. And so that's just kind of all I saw. It's what I believed. And when I met Colin um, and when we got together, it literally rocked my entire world because I was like, how, how is that? How is this possible? Like everything was so fun for me. Everything was so easy with us. Everything was so deep and meaningful. And I remember, um, I've always had an issue with believing that I'm too emotional because I'm such a highly emotional person and highly sensitive. And I always hated that about myself. And, um, I grew into a place after working with a coach and doing a ton of therapy where I recognized that it actually is a superpower of mine. You know, like
2: that yes, is something it is,
1: sister. Right. Like it but it, it takes a while to yeah. understand that. And um I started to believe, oh wow, like this is what allows me to be so compassionate. And I remember this moment with Colin we were sitting on the couch in San Francisco and he like looked over at me and I was like crying and I was like I'm sorry I'm so emotional. This is probably so annoying. And I was such a strong woman. Like I like before that like I'd always like paved my own way. But I remember with Colin I was like so in love with him, I was like, I'm so sorry. This is probably so annoying. I'm just like this. He was like, I love that about you. And I remember just crying and being like, oh my gosh, like you can find someone that loves all those sides of you. And I think that what we miss is we can do the same thing with work and with other aspects of your life. Like people think that jobs are just jobs and they're supposed to be sucky when the reality is, is no, you get to find something that blows your mind that, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. And it loves me back so much. Like, how is that even possible? And so I think that knowing that the that that's out there and that belief that it's out there, I think is probably the hardest part, you know, like you have to find ways and find little things in your life that have surprised you by how great they are. And sometimes those are those deep friendships, you know, Know like where you just connect, and you're like, I can't even believe how much we connect, and how comfortable I feel with you. Um, you know, for me, it was it was Colin and that shift of a relationship, and now my work and my job. And I think that what one thing that's really helpful, I think, is looking at where your sphere is, like looking who you're surrounded with, like looking at what that, uh, that day to day looks like and recognizing when you need to go seek out other examples. I couldn't find anyone that was living those dual lives of like, how do you, how do you have time off? And You know, and still make a ton of money and fly first class. Like, how how do you do that? Like, I I don't see any examples. So I started looking online. So I started. I literally would call up bloggers and like influencers and be like, "Do you want to have coffee? Because I need to know how much you make."
2: I love
0: love that. I love that.
1: You know, and some people are like going to look at you and be like, "Thank you for being so real." Let's totally talk about the numbers. Let's talk about what my life looks like. And other people may not. They may not be. But those probably aren't your people. But there are people that are craving that, that do want it. And I sat down with this one blogger and we sat in this beautiful, like very Buddha-esque cafe. Like we were like on pillows, sipping like chai teas. And she was like, you know what? Like I have found it. I love what I do and people are paying me really good money to do this. It makes me so happy. And I have all of this free time because it's flowing so much easier. And I was like, that's the example I needed. And so once I found like one, I just kept looking for them. And I, and so then I would look for moms, you know, and I would look for moms that had great relationships with their kids, not just moms that had a good schedule. I'm like, I want to go with you on a play date because I want to see the way you talk to your kids. So I just went out on a journey to search out those people and, and I found them and I found so many of them out there doing it. You just have to search them out. And once you find them, you dive into it you connect with them you go soak up all of their information you go get their books or you go you know have coffee with them like you do everything you can to be around those people and and I think this is very similar with our relationship kath is like once you find people that you connect with on not just a business level but a personal level like that both of those levels is a very unique thing like You make it a point to talk to them, to spend time with them, to be a sponge and like learn from them. You know, my whole body is like lit up right now with electricity because
0: what you just said is a book. I believe that that is the foundation of what builds our entire life is when we see it as a possibility. And it's so simple. It's like, so find it find a model for yourself. And it goes back to that question that you were so brave to ask, which is what would make me over the moon excited? No one ever even asked that. And you're like, yeah, how about if that's a paradigm? How about if those kinds of questions get to be asked, right? Mm-hmm. And then your solution
1: is then go seek out people. Yeah. So it's just so good. I'm, I'm yeah. loving it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what you're saying as well. I think that, <laughs> that you seek it and then you go be around it, you know, because often when we ask that question, like what's going to make me so over the moon excited, our insecurities tell us, Oh, I don't know. Like we instantly say, I, do, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. And then it's like, okay, well, let's press it a little bit. Like, um, what, what about this? You know, what about this? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I couldn't do that. Cause I don't have the skill or I couldn't do that because I don't like to do these things. And it's like, okay, well, let's keep searching. And then eventually you will break down those limiting beliefs about yourself. And eventually you will figure that out. But if you want to start from a personal standpoint, then, Look at the things that you love. Like I always know that I love watching the way spouses talk to each other or the way moms talk to their kids. Like my sister is a great example. She talks to her little, she has three little ones and she talks to them with so much kindness and she doesn't punish them, but they are the best behaved kids. And she will just look at them and be like, okay, see that this happened. I see that you're feeling this way. That's not okay. So let's make a different choice next time. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. And I watch her and I think, you know what? I want to emulate that in my life. That is a model for me. I need to be around that more often. Like, so I make it a point not only to be around her because she's my sister and I love her, but because she is literally, the more I'm around that, the more I will talk to my child like that, the more I will show up in a way that I'm really proud of. You know, so So it's like, and Mm -hmm. that's what I did from a work perspective, you know? Like, so I would find people like the Instagram, like rabbit hole, and those people just influence you so significantly so much you know yeah so much
0: and i i mean i just love everything you're saying i i've had so many moments in my life leading up to adulthood where i used to look at people and think oh you either get to be a mom which is something i knew i wanted to be or you could be really fulfilled and and do something really creative and uh I didn't want to make that choice. And I have three kids, thank God. And I started a podcast when my daughter was 10 days old. And I like to hold up that possibility to people, you know, like, and I don't have a full-time nanny. I'm with my kids. I take them to school and pick them up. I want that. So I love that you're saying that we get to continue to keep reaching, don't settle. Yeah. So you recently been talking about this so much and you, you created a resource, a guide around it. Tell us more about how we can consciously create the life that we really want to wake up to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love so much, uh, so many of the things that you said. I think that it starts as really defining what that life looks like, you know, and, and I don't mean defining, I think of it kind of like a North star. It's not like you have to know the coordinates right away. (laughs) Like you don't, you don't need to know the exact thing, but you have to, in general, be honest with yourself about the direction you would like it to go. You know, so you just have to start defining what that direction looks like. And I think that's where we get really honest with, do I want to make six figures or do I want to make seven figures? Do I want to work three days a week? Do I want to work seven days a week? I think that answering that from a really honest standpoint and defining it, like really putting it down on paper is so crucial. And I always do like a three-year manifesto, right? Where I envision what my life would be like in three years. And I, I literally envision like, what does it feel like to wake up in the morning? Like what oh, kind of comforter am I oh snuggling God. in? Like, what do I say? To, what's the first thing I say to my husband when I turn over? Like what kind of coffee do I drink first thing, you know? And when you start to get to that point, you recognize all the things that actually make you happy that you're kind of ignoring, you know, like the things like I want I want to not rush my kids out the door in the morning, like I want to have twenty minutes to play like some like frozen music and to giggle and to dance with her and to feel that presence and that laughter with her in the morning like I want to start off that way so when I think about that and I really am intentional about it, like one, I recognize a lot of those things I can create right now to like skyrocket my happiness, but two, I'm being very intentional about what I want to create the life that I want to create where it's too often. We just go through life. The reality is, is, if you just take a step back and you think about what is the one thing that's really going to make you happy in the morning for me, like I will give up other things. You know, I will give her like a healthy breakfast. That's like pre-made, um, and have 20 extra minutes to giggle with her. Like that for me might make me really happy in this season of my life. It very well may change in six months, like, and that's okay. But if you just have this practice of taking a step back and really consciously thinking about not only what you want your mornings to look like, what you want your days to look like, but what, what do you want your bank account to look like and why, where do you want that money to be going towards? Like, and for me that having that, it's like, I have like this three-year manifesto and I look at it every Sunday night before I plan out my week and I reread it and I get so excited about it. Cause I just read it for five minutes on a so Sunday. Oh, Beautiful. Then I plan my whole week around that. And so there's literally eye cows, like I literally have eye cows with like little heart and like bear and like truck emojis that are like this 30 minutes is just to look at the trash trucks with McKenna, like and laugh and have a good time and notice the details. Like, so it's like I'm consciously putting in moments that create this life that I want. And it's, and I do the same exact thing for business. Like this moment is where I want to, you know, reach out to Kathy and really connect with her and see what's going on with her business. You know, like that's what I want work to feel like. So in order for that to happen, I have to consciously, consciously create that from a visualization perspective and a writing down a big three-year manifesto dream and defining it all the way down to chunking down and prioritizing those things so that they show up on my calendar every single week, you know? Oh my God, that is another book.
0: I know a lot of people and I hate to play devil's advocate, but a lot of people who are listening are probably getting really caught up in this and starting to feel good. And then that little scary, like fear voice shows up and says, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about maybe she's just privileged, you know? <laughs> like maybe she's got her head in the clouds. Like she doesn't really know. You, you can't really just make a living doing what you love. I don't have the time to just watch the, you know, trash trucks with my daughter. I have these responsibilities. I have this to do. There's no way that you can just think about how much money you want to make and then work toward it. Tell us what some of those steps are that we can take so that you can start working towards making the money, doing the things you love.
1: I'll cram as much as I can in, but if people want the full lay down, they can go to that resource, which is basically all about how I plan my business to operate from a three day a week, high six figure, hang out with my kiddo. Oh yeah. And also like I give you the entire list of how I plan. Awesome. So it's, um, so people can go to that. I think it's at Kelsey Murphy.com's Backslash how to plan. And we'll put it in the show notes also. So I start with this visualization, right? I, I close my eyes. I, I breathe in like what I want my life to look like and what I want three years from now to look like. And I start from the morning and I build it up to my bank account. I write all of that down. I think about what I want people saying about me, you know, and so you have this big vision, right? So then I take that big vision and I think, what is the priority? Because we could do 700 things. Things. Like what? What is the one thing that truly is going to make us the happiest? Because I think that we have like. 100 things on our to-do list and 98 of them are either insignificant or they will become so much easier once we take care of one and two. And one and two we ignore because they're hard or we're scared of them, but if people get really honest about what's the thing that's really going to move the needle for me? Is it going to be updating your about page or is it going to be getting five new clients? Like let's be honest, like getting the new clients is scarier and it feels harder. And like, I want to tiptoe away from that, but you know, I could noodle on my about page for about eight hours. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my about page first on my to-do list. And that's what the year looks like. And then you blink and you're like, man, why didn't I make more money or why am I struggling so much? And so What I will tell people is start with that big vision and that manifesto, get excited about it again. Like stop thinking about like what's easy and what I can check off my list. Like read that vision, like get excited, recognize that you actually want to be making seven figures instead of six figures or that you actually want your business just to be bringing an income in a year, you know, like whatever that is, I want you to focus on that. And then I always tell people take about Five to seven things from that. Pick five to seven to do's like that are going to make the biggest difference. And I want you to put them in your calendar in the beginning of the week or in the mornings because you, by the time Wednesday hits, our whole week has gone sideways. Our to-do lists have piled up and we're exhausted by the time Wednesday hits. By the time you get to about three o'clock in the afternoon every day, your whole day has gone sideways. You are tired. So whatever whatever is going to actually get you to that beautiful three year life, that needs to go in your mornings and in the beginning of your week. And when you do that, All of the other things get done. You know, it starts big with this beautiful vision and belief system and finding models and being around people and shifting the entire way that you are, you know, like operating the way your brain is operating. But then... It goes very, very, very tangible with creating these iCals in your calendar for short chunks of time. And I would say Mondays or mornings, like Mondays and mornings are like your sweet spots. Like, so put the important things that are going to move the needle in your life in those slots.
0: Yeah. it's So good, Kelsey. It's so good. It's so true. And this is where I feel like one of the biggest things that I repeat on this show is that productivity Is not about having more hours in the day, it's energy. And when you're in a state of mind and and what you're saying is so true when you're exhausted and you're depleted because now it's 9.30 at night and you're finally like, oh, right, the whole day got away from me and I guess I'm supposed to do this and forget it. I'm just going to go to bed, which is so human and makes sense. I'm also looking at it from a standpoint of like, when you're putting it off year after year, sometimes it's because you have this feeling of being inadequate. So you think to yourself, the reason I'd rather noodle around on the about page is because getting the client brings up all this feeling of like, who am I to do this? And I'm not perfect. And I'm going to look like an idiot. And if I send this outreach email, I'm going to get rejected and I just don't feel worthy. So I give myself this, you know, this sort of excuse that I'll never be able to have an answer to, or I just need more money or I need more credentials or whatever and it's really that you're not giving yourself permission to just start. Mhm. So how yeah. do you how do you help push people into action when they're they're pushing it off for a reason?
1: Yeah, totally. It's so funny. I was just talking to Amy Porterfield about this and when I started my podcast, um I noodled on it for probably a year or two and I was and I have been told over and over again you should start your podcast, you should start your podcast. And since starting my podcast, like it has been a significant game changer in my business, um one from a standpoint of uh, it 's so clear who I am and like what I do and what I believe in, but it also drove so many people to work with me so yeah. it's like so it, it it affected my revenue significantly um, and I waited and I waited and I waited to do it for so long because I, I had all of those fears, right? Like why would I start a podcast? Who's going to want to listen to me? Like I'll never be like the great people out there that do it or the, gr- the great podcasters. Um, and I had all of those feelings, right? So I noodled and I, and I did the about page <laughs> distraction and I did all those things. Yeah. And then um, I decided it was interesting because it had, I started my podcast right like in smack dab in the middle of my miscarriage and Mm -hmm. um, that was not planned, but I was definitely was working on it and then I had this live date planned and then we unexpectedly miscarried And, um, and I remember in that moment, I got a little surge Uh, my intuition telling me like this podcast is more meaningful than just doing it from a business perspective. And I looked at little McKenna. So I had had my first child and then I miscarried with my second pregnancy. And I just was so grateful for McKenna. I loved her. You know, she was literally in the appointment with me when I found out we miscarried and was just like, Let's go get cookies, you know, like, and I was just like, God, like, ah, like I'm so grateful for her. And, um, and I remember thinking like, if this podcast is nothing else, it is this documented moment of her mom and what she believed in and what she was doing in her life at this time. And that's all you have to do with it. That's all you have to do. And I had made myself like a deal to be like, just do like a certain amount of podcasts. And, and I picked 50. I don't always recommend people pick a, such a high number like that, but because I had so many insecurities, I said, <laughs> you can do 50 podcasts. And until you do 50, you're not allowed to listen to yourself. You're not allowed to critique yourself. You're not allowed to take critiques from anybody else. You have to get to 50. And once you get to 50, you can sit down and you can critique yourself and, I had to do that because I had to allow myself the time to be a beginner. I had to allow myself that space. And I think that is what we don't do. We don't allow ourselves the space to just see if we like it. And I will say it probably took about two or three podcasts till I knew this is this is legit. Like this is something I love. This is something I'm already getting tons of great feedback on. Like, so I, good. and, and so if we just allow ourselves, like give yourself whatever number that is, like, I'm going to send out 10 emails to get that client. I'm going to yeah. send out, you know, like when I started with my coaching business, I would create myself a yes, no list. Like I would tell myself, you have to get 10 no's, 10 no's to becoming your client till you can get one. Yes. And it was like, okay. So I'm going to build up for 10 no's. That, that is, my goal, is genius. You know, like, that is so smart. And, and it never takes 10 no's. It never takes 50 podcasts, right? It, but if you allow yourself that space to be a beginner, to learn, to go through it, and you don't set the expectation that you're going to nail it right away, but you do have this intuition of like, I think I could be good at this. I think I could love this. Then allow yourself that space to be the beginner. Set yourself a number. Go for that. And then you will know within a first, the first couple of emails, like I got a yes within like my second or third email, right? Like I knew within my second or third podcast, like this was the route for me. So so
3: good.
0: I
1: think we just need to give ourselves that space,
0: you know? Yeah. God, that's so good. Giving yourself that, that benchmark of like, no, I'm not even going to discuss this again until I've actually done this many. Cause a lot of times we don't have enough data around it. Like totally. so many of the people that have multi-million dollar and billion dollar businesses, they're just taking more at bats. There's more things that they're failing at. And they're giving themselves that like, I am not going to stop because I'm going to continue to keep trying and showing up. And so I love that you give yourself these benchmarks of 50 podcasts and like 10 no's that's so helpful. And so like simple, but so big. And you had said at the beginning of your story that you had this vision. You're like Marie Forleo. Wow. That's so cool. What a possibility for me. And then full circle, she reaches out to you and says, I love what you're doing. I'd love you to come work with me and, and, and the B schoolers.
1: Yep. Yeah. What happened in between? What are some of those steps that you took? It was seeking out the models and it was going and really uh, showing up for their workshops and um, going and, and reaching out to them. And what happened was with my coaching business was I, I did that yes, no list of like, okay, I got my credential by coaching credentials, you know, and at the time I was still kind of coaching people. I didn't wait to get my credentials. I was still testing the waters. Like I would reach out to friends and family and say like, Hey, if anyone's looking for some coaching on careers or some coaching on transition, transitioning from careers to like businesses, like, let me know. I'd love to take you to coffee. Like I'm exploring becoming a coach. So I was doing a little bit of that, but where it really got scary was when I was like raising my hand saying like, this is my business and you know, like, um, would you like to pay me for it? That's, that's a terrifying place to start in the beginning. And so I created my yes, no list and I started to develop some emails and I would send them out to different corporate people, like different connections. Like I would send them out to people at my old job. I would send them out and not in a way that was like, hey, you need coaching. Come work with me. In a way that was like, hey, I'm so pumped to reconnect. Like it's been too long. One, we should grab coffee. Two, how is your dog Sally? You know, and um I wanted to let you know the super exciting thing that I'm doing and wanted to Tell you, like, I'm gonna be taking on clients in the next couple months. If you know of anyone, forward this email along. Like, besides that, let's get together and have a drink. So, I sent off a ton of emails like that. And you'd be shocked at how many people are like, that sounds rad. I know like 10 people, you know? Like, so people immediately were like, that sounds so cool. I do know some people, let me forward this off to them. And at that point I was doing a live work. I was working with a lot of people in the nine to five that wanted to get out of it that were like, I'm not happy, but I don't know what the next step is. So I was helping them with that transition. So a lot of people would just like forward their friends to me and I would say, Hey, let's just get together. Let's talk. Let's have a couple sessions. If you're into this and if this works for you, then we can talk about you becoming an actual client, but like, let's just have a couple sessions first and get to know each other. Because not only was that good, I think an easy, there's no barrier of entry for them to come in. It was also about experience for me. Like I really wanted to get to know the types of people that I liked working with because I was working with like VPs and then, you know, like, uh, you know, virtual assistants, you know, like I was working with people all over the map. So I really had to get an understanding of not only who I liked to work with, but what my sweet spot was, you know, and So then I just started to work with people that way. And after working with them for a couple sessions, I'd say, okay, great, here's your package. Like it's a three-month package, would you wanna do it? And I think I would say 90% of people were like, yes, like let's do it. Because people are looking, I think, for that guidance and connection and support, you know, so they just want to feel seen and heard. And I know I want to feel seen and heard. Like (laughs) it's part of the reason I work with coaches too. So I I think that that was such a aha moment of possibility, right? That's, that's when a belief system shifts when you're like, wow, like I can provide value. And to be honest, like that 10% of people that said no to it, did it hurt? Yes. But in the beginning, you have to recognize there are going to be, be people that are going, the universe is going to put a hard stop on a few things. Yep. they are going to close a few doors and that's okay. As long as you keep going and you focus on the doors that are open and you stay curious about the doors that are open, those doors will show you about 50 new possibilities. Like and I think that that is the key to allowing yourself a little bit of space to ha- get some no's so that you can charge forward with the 90% of the yeses, you know. So true. And there was just so much good stuff in there.
0: If you are coaching for people in our audience who want to be coaches, how many
1: clients do you think is healthy to take on in the beginning? And it's funny because I I keep thinking about this, this idea of uh, being a beginner and allowing yourself that room to not only test things out, but, (laughs) but figure out that sweet spot of what you're really good at, what you really love, as well as what other people are finding valuable. But I think that the more people you work with in the beginning, the more clear that will become, it will just become so clear um, because people will look at you at the end of your session. Often, at the end of sessions, I'll be like, "Hey, was that helpful?" And they will tell you exactly what it is you said that was helpful. Like exactly what what they're going to take away with them for maybe the next month or maybe the rest of their life. Like they will tell which you, which is what it so is. helpful
3: to you. Yes, because right? yeah. you're
1: instantly like, "Oh, that is the thing that is going to help." thousands, tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And for me, that was such a no brainer, right? Like, wow, that was just one thing I said in like this, this whole hour long session. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that more people you work with, the more that they can give that feedback to you. And then all of a sudden you can decide who you want to work with and how much you can charge them and how much you do want to charge them. Cause there is different, you know, there's different pricing offers based off the type of person that you're working with. And, you know what they're looking to achieve, um, so I think that then you can make that decision of how many clients and how many people you work with. In the beginning, I probably had about you know I'd say twenty to twenty five clients, you know, but now I don't have a lot of one on one clients. I really only have a handful of one on one clients I choose to work with now. But that's because I'm also doing bigger things, right, with Marie Forleo and and Twitter and Facebook and and different types of income is coming in for me. So I think that you figure out. Who who you want to work with, what you provide for them. And then you can chunk down like how many people that you can work with, you know,
0: it's so good. And I love that question where, you know, you're asking people if if this was helpful and they give you that feedback and then you go, Oh, wow. Now I have that clarity in what I'm doing and I can keep leaning into that. And it's just, I just love all of this. So what was the thing that allowed Marie to find you?
1: Yeah, this is a good, this is a good story. So I, like I said, I'm a big believer in finding models and devouring their content, right. And supporting them. And so I would share her links with friends every now and then I would post some stuff on social media, but like I had a tiny, tiny following. But what I had done was that one of my friends was working at Livestrong and she, then went on to get like promoted at uh, Livestrong to become this, this director of some of their content. And she said, I want to do a whole series of strong women. And I was like, oh, I, I know a lot of those, like, like, who do you need? You know? And she was like, who do you recommend? And I was like, well, I would go Danielle LaPorte, Gabby Bernstein, and Marie Forleo. Like, I love those three. They're fantastic. And I would go check them out. And she did, and she went and she interviewed all of them. Like and and she, you know, like went and she interviewed Marie and she had texted me and was like, Hey, remember that random Marie chick that you were talking about? And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, Well, she's coming to the studio. We're gonna like interview her. And I'm like, get out. That's you're gonna love it. You're gonna love her. She's fan she's fantastic. And she was like, Great, like, um, we're gonna grab coffee afterwards. Do you wanna come join? And I was like, I would love to. And we it was like a 20-minute coffee, mind you. This was not like love at first sight. It was a 20-minute coffee, but in that 20 minutes, it was very, um, selfless and very focused on her and just like, dude, Maria, love what you're doing. And it's just like an honor to connect. And, and we chatted for like one minute about business and the rest of the 19 minutes was about like the women's March, you know, and, and politics and like what was going on in the world and our world views on things. And we just connected as people and just were like normal. And then, um, I followed up clearly, you know, after that, I I reached out to her and her assistant was like, Hey, like, let's stay in touch. Anything I can do for you. And then it wasn't until about a year later, but a year later is when I got the um, call from her and she reached out and she was like, Hey, I've been checking out what you're doing. I love a lot of your points of view. I love the way you're working with clients. I'd love to talk about that more and see if you can come in and you can help some of the people that I'm working with and kind of I can bring you on to do that for for some of my B-Schoolers. And I was like – Absolutely, you know, and we came in and and since then her and I have connected more deeply and it just grew from there, which has been amazing to just see the inside of her business because I thought I had picked her apart before, but like once you get inside someone's business, like you see their true colors and she just lives up to her hype. She walks her walk and she's just even more of an incredible human. So for me, that's awesome. I didn't even know that's what I wanted and yep. then all of a sudden, you know, it came to fruition. And she's so blessed to have you
0: in her circle.
1: She hand selects
0: really amazing humans. I know some of the others and you're a very special group of strong, beautiful heart-centered people and you add so much to her business too and to her life. So it's so mutual. Um, Tell us where we can find you. You guys, Kelsey has so much of her out in the world, which is such a blessing. Send us to where you feel like we can we can really snuggle up and get the most (laughs) that you have to offer. Where do you want to send us?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I was going to send you just to my website at KelseyMurphy.com, but if you want to snuggle, I mean, I would say come find me on Instagram. Like That I think is where you will see me posting most about my real life. And if you do see me and and come find me on Instagram, I would say slide into my DMs and, and say hi, because as I mentioned, I'm a bit of an introvert. I like to Connect intimately with people like that is like my favorite part of this business. It's been my favorite part of starting the Whiskey and Work podcast. It's the fact that I will put out a podcast and then I will get an individual email or DM from someone being like, "This one thing you said, like, yeah. I am with you, sis." And it feels so good to connect with people in that deep way. So I'd say you can come find me on Instagram at Kelsey Murphy and um, slide into my DMs and say what's up and yeah, let's just connect. Awesome. Thank you so much for all of this.
0: I really could have done this for like six more hours and I just appreciate how generous you were. So it's such a good connection. You guys got to go listen to Kelsey and, and be in her world because she's really, really, really an incredible human being. Thank you.
1: Oh, thanks, Kath. I love you. Oh my gosh. I love Kelsey.
0: I could talk to her forever. Here are the takeaways. Number one, it is possible to create a life that you love. Number two, look for the evidence. Find the little things in life that surprise you with how great they are. Number three, once you meet people who you connect with on a personal and business level, make it a priority to be around them. Number four, you don't need to know coordinates right away. Just start defining the direction and head towards that North Star. Number five, Practice visualizing what you want your life to look like. Pick five to seven things that will make the biggest difference and put them on the calendar. Number six, you don't need to have hundreds of followers to get started. Tell the people already in your circle what you want to do. You'll be surprised how many doors it can open. And number seven, allow yourself the time and space to be a beginner. Build experience, understand who you want to work with and the results you can help them create. Okay, let's celebrate your wins. James shared this in our Facebook group, and he said, not sure if this counts as a win, but I'm proud of it. December of 2018, I made a goal of reaching 150 Instagram followers on my art page throughout 2019. Well, I came short by 14. I have 136 followers, but I'm super, super proud. This year, my goal is to double that number and focus on my fans' needs. Also, a second one, my dad started working with leather a few years ago, and I've been helping him turn it into a business and run his social media. I made him a logo. His Facebook is Ellison Leather. Go follow him for some awesome handmade leather works. James, that's really cool. Both awesome wins. Just the fact that you're proud of how far you're coming, even if it was just short of the benchmark, having that attitude is going to take you really far. And I love that you're helping your dad turn his passion for leather into a business. It's really inspiring that you're opening someone else's eyes to what's really possible. You guys can go give James some love. His Instagram is at duh underscore grizzly underscore artist, and you can support his dad's leather made goods. Their Facebook page is Ellison Leather. Okay, Next win. Stephanie posted this in our Facebook group. I've been going back and forth for a while debating between pursuing something with my nature photography or stained glass. And I finally realized I didn't have to choose. I could pursue my stained glass business, bird nerd creations, and still take nature photos. So I shared my info here, which is the biggest step I've taken so far. Also, after posting photos of a couple stained glass pieces I made for family members, I got three stained glass orders this week, which are the first three orders outside of family. So I feel like the ball is rolling. Happy New Year. And thanks, Kathy, and all those here who have supported me along the way. Stephanie, that's so cool. And it is so true. Just because you want to follow one of your passions, it doesn't mean you have to leave behind all the other things you love doing. It's not all or nothing. And I'm so proud of you for putting yourself out there and reaching out. And look at the doors that started opening. You guys can go check her out. Stephanie's beautiful stained glass pieces—they're on her Bird Nerd Creations Facebook page. If you have a win that you want to share with me and you want me to talk about it on the show, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller, so we can share it here and we can celebrate who you are and what you're doing. Don't forget to sign up for the free five day 2020 Vision Challenge. Go to kathyheller.com/slash/challenge. We're starting on Monday, January 13th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a ton of awesome episodes that are coming down the pipe. If you haven't already subscribed, wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, please go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review. Leave us a review because I love to hear what's working and, and how you guys are appreciating this and it helps other people find the show. If you want to help us out, the very best thing you can do is share this show with a friend. Go ahead right now and say, I'm going to either share this episode or another episode because it really might be the thing that fuels someone else and changes their life forever. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. I cannot wait to dive into that challenge that starts Monday in the evening. I love you guys so much. Have a great one. Happy New Year.